"'Twas the night before Christmas, and all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse," starts the age-old Christmas poem. The same cannot be said for the House of Mouse, where you will find a never-ending supply of holiday cheer matched only by the crowds enjoying it. With over 200,000 LED lights, 150 wreaths, and 29 custom-created Christmas trees, this week on Slice of Disney, Holidays at the Magic Kingdom. Welcome to Slice of Disney, an awesome Disney theme park podcast. I am your host, Kelly Washington, Disney-obsessed enthusiast and real-life Tinkerbell. And I am your co-host, Will Lentz, occasional Disney-goer and the star on top of your tree. Aw, wow, you really take in all the credit. Yeah, I've decided I'm going to just start really building myself up in these intros. <laughs> um, I actually put bows, well, I don't, my mom puts bows on the trees as a Christmas topper. Mom and I went back and forth on the star versus the bow this year. Uh, I think we ultimately tried to do both. Didn't work out. I think the star won out. But as a kid, I was always a big proponent of the star. Um, yes. I think probably because of Mario. Oh. But maybe not. Will is currently wearing a shirt that is red with um, alternating stars and Christmas trees. And the stars do look very Mario. I guess they do. I didn't really think about that. But it is a pickleball shirt. It is a pickleball shirt. Not a Mario shirt. Yeah, if anybody wants to uh, play some pickleball with me once the pandemic is over, let me know. Uh, he's very excited. <laughs> uh, we we have a couple different trees in our house, and I have a tradition. Um, I was going to ask you about your traditions, but I have to tell you this first. Um, I was going to ask you about yours, but you were like, I'm not going to wait to be asked. I'm just, I'm, I'm just going to. And I love it. That's great. <laughs> I'm just so Lay excited. I love the holidays. Um, and for those uh, who are listening, happy Hanukkah. Hanukkah just ended. Uh, and happy holidays as we continue the celebration of the holiday season. We, yeah. Everyone needs a little cheer right now. Like more than ever. <laughs> More than ever. Safe cheer. Safe cheer. But cheer. Safe, socially distanced, uh, masked cheer. <laughs> yes. Um, all right. So what's your tradition? Well, this is a, a personal one that I started um, once I had moved to Los Angeles. So I love really awkward trees. These traditional, you know, very triangular shaped, just not for me. I like bushy, fat, awkward Maybe like short, very, yeah, very short. But then like maybe the stick that comes out the top is like two feet long. And then the rest mm -hmm. of the tree is like hanging at the end. Like I just like awkward trees. So I was lucky enough. And I will say there was one year in L.A. that I got really sad because I found a tree. But then I saw this other one and I was like, oh, my God, no one else is going to get this one. And then I asked if I could get a discount, and they said no. So then I bought two, like, awkward trees for my little apartment. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then this year I got two trees, too, because I got one in L.A. Um, that my roommates are so dear and taken care of, um, even though it doesn't like to drink water. And then I got another awkward, beautiful, wonderful tree here. That's very cute. Um, they are like kind of like Charlie Brown trees. Is that what we're saying, or is it more the fact that they're like, they're like shrubs, Christmas shrubs? They're, they're my kind of uh Charlie Brown, but they're more like Christmas shrubs. My dad, when I was picking it out, literally looked at me and he was like, "But what, Kelly? What do you like about this?" <laughs> I was like, "Dad, you wouldn't get it, Dad." Yeah, you don't, you don't understand me. Um, and then my mom was like, "I'll go make a bow for it," and she like goes to the other room and just comes back with this like perfectly beautiful put together bow and I, it blows my mind that if you ask me to do a bow I can like tie a shoelace you know <laughs> yeah for sure give me the bunny ears and that's what gonna, that's a, that's as much as I got yeah um, what about you well, cute uh so you know for me um we would always go get live trees uh when I was younger and I at a certain point was convinced I was allergic to them. And I think I might have been to some extent. Um, 
because I, you know, I have a lot of allergies and I sneeze a lot, specifically, uh, you know, cats. But but I also was like, I think it was more so me just not wanting to go do the act of going to get the trees. I'm like, <laughs> I'm allergic to live trees. Uh, but my family was all like, we don't care. We're getting live trees anyway. <laughs> so so for a long time, we got live trees until I'm kind of moved out. And then um, as I come back, as I have come back. Uh, for holidays, mom is start getting, or she has an artificial tree that she usually uses. But this year, she decided to try something a little bit different. And it is an artificial tree, but we got one of those like all white trees, um, like the LED lights and and, and threaded in some uh, green lights in there too. So we still kind of have the green aspect of it as well, kind of like a reverse of what you would normally see. And we kind of figured, you know, it's a COVID year. So let's have something that's a little different, a little uh, unique and... Uh, you know, maybe it'll come back next year. Maybe it won't. But it's been the uh, it has been the topic of conversation over text threads. I can tell you that. Oh, I mean, I love it. What I love the most about that story is the fact that little Will was like, <laughs> "Oh, 100 percent." I I can see it. Oh, it's glorious. <laughs> They're like, "We're gonna go get trees," and I'm like, "I would rather stay and play video games." What if I told them I was allergic to the tree? And they were like, "Too bad." <laughs> And then as soon as you leave, they're like, okay, now we can do artificial. Exactly. Come on, guys. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I, I feel like my family has a ton of traditions. So mm-hmm. if I were to tell you all of them, it would take the entirety of our podcast. Um, but I'll give you – a lot of ours does have to do with food. Mm-hmm. Shocking. Um, so right now we currently have – my mom makes everything from scratch. So we currently have pumpkin chocolate chip muffins, mm. fudge, sugar – uh, cookies, chocolate chip cookies, double chocolate chip cookies, snickerdoodles, uh, and sand tarts. What, what was that last one? Sand tarts. They're, they have um, pecans in them, and they're kind of mm. crescent-shaped, and there's powdered sugar on top. Cool. Are you going to send me any of that stuff? You have to come get it. <laughs> nah, I'm good with that then. <laughs> well, well, That sounds delicious, though. I told Will, I was like, if the pandemic wasn't going on, like... I would totally tell you we should meet up in Nashville and hang out. And he's like, mm-hmm, no, you got one road trip out of me. I was like, you're two hours outside Nashville. He's like, yeah, too far. Yeah, too far. Too far. I did drive uh, an hour for barbecue the other day, though. And then wow. did it again the week after. Wow. So. See the love. Really. Great. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it was good barbecue. Is Do you have any big food things going on in your house? We don't have a lot of like uh, specific Christmas food traditions, although we do a thing called baked fruit. Um, which is just like, a, I'll send you a picture sometime. Uh, it's just like a mixture of fruit that gets baked and it's like kind of, um, it's like almost like a, it's more like a breakfast thing. Um, Interesting. I've never heard of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't really know how to describe it other than it's just a thing that we get all the time or that we have all the time. Um, but the other big thing that we try to do is desserts. I am a big fan of peppermint and chocolate. So we'll often get like peppermint ice cream make some brownies, mix them together, mm. and then you get like a little brownie a la mode with the peppermint stuff, and it's great. Uh, and one thing that we're going to talk about later in this episode is the types of food that you can see at uh, at Disney I, or at the Magic Kingdom. I think maybe researching that's why I can't stop thinking about food is because of looking at all these yummy treats. <laughs> well, I have a proposal for you on air. <gasps> Ooh, okay. I want to propose a disney treat competition oh for christmas day we make one of these treats okay or try to make something that's like it doesn't have to be the same ones because some of their stuff i'm like well i don't know what most of those words are so i don't know that i could make it uh post it on instagram and let people decide who made it better oh okay deal next week all right we're shaking hands through a screen yeah um, <laughs> perfect oh that'll be fun yeah i'm nervous good prepare to lose oh my gosh he's coming for me (laughs) (laughs) i gotta end this year on a win (laughs) yeah don't don't we all (laughs) (laughs) well this is usually would be such a magical way to end your year um disney is keeping up some of the traditions that they have for the holiday season we're going to discuss um there were so many things when it comes to decorating at the Disney parks. So we narrowed it down to mostly just the Magic Kingdom. We're going to include some other fun facts and details about other parts. Um, but the Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World is just absolutely stunning. I think captures the holiday season and all of the magic that that brings so perfectly. So I, I want to dive in 
and get cozy. Uh, if you have a cider or a hot chocolate, listen up and feel magical. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, one of the things that I've always loved about Disney is like the, the attention to detail. And no matter what you're looking at, there's a lot of things to see. And obviously they, you know, do the do the same with this. We talked a little bit about what Halloween in the parks looks like. But, you know, you really do feel like as you're exploring the Magic Kingdom that you're in a winter wonderland, for lack of a better word. Uh, and I think that that's really cool. So looking forward to, to, to diving in a little bit more. Me too. Part of the reason I wanted to do Magic Kingdom was because my family always goes for Thanksgiving. Not this year, but we usually go for Thanksgiving. So I do get to enjoy the holidays in the parks. Um, and I, I think it's important to me as we continue this podcast to speak as much from my own personal experience as possible. Um, just because yeah. anyone can read a review or watch a video online. And sometimes it's really fun. And Will's been a testament to that. But I also think it's good for me to like I explain what that feeling was as I walked through the parks. Um, and hopefully I can give you the same feeling. Uh, so from the beginning of your journey into the Magic Kingdom, you're going to feel that holiday spirit. If you haven't been to Disney World, you don't enter unless you're staying at one of the nearby uh, resorts. You're not going to enter just directly at the Magic Kingdom entrance. You have to go to the Transportation and Ticket Center. Which, that's where, um, fun fact, the entirety of Disneyland can fit into that parking lot. And <laughs> did you know that? That's, I, I, I think I knew that, but it's, it's just feels weird to hear. It's wild. Um, and then from there, you can take a ferry or the monorail. Um, I think you might be able to take something else. But those are the main ones. I didn't know they had a ferry. Yes. So there's a ferry that goes from there um, and then goes across. You get to go through the Seven Seas Lagoon. Mm. And some people love this. Um, some people advise that you should take this on your way in. It's a little more relaxing. Um, you're able to see the Magic Kingdom's Christmas tree as you're crossing through the lagoon. They cool. They do a light show at night. Um, and they stopped it for a little bit during COVID, but they brought it back recently. And then um, the monorail's faster. So, honestly, my family usually takes the monorail. <gasps> We're like, get us into those parks. Um, sure. And if you take the monorail and you take the one, there's two different monorails. There's like a fast one. And then there's one that takes you to the resorts. Um, either of them are going to pass through the resorts. But um, you can see the different decorations at the Grand Floridian and the Contemporary. And at at the um, at the contemporary, there's this huge gingerbread display that you can see, and then obviously with the Grand Floridian, it's so beautiful, and they deck it all out for the holidays. So those are two things that you can do even before you've entered the Magic Kingdom. Uh, gingerbread? Uh, are you a are you a gingerbread person? Do you make well one? Do you like eating it? Can you eat it? And two, <laughs> uh, do you make gingerbread houses? I have. It's not a big tradition. Um, I did before I left LA. I went to Salt and Straw and got they have a seasonal like gingerbread cookie dough ice cream. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, it, sure. it was so good. I bet so. I like I like eating it like sometimes. Okay. I love the taste of it. I don't always love that crunch. Mm. So I like the flavor, but I love gingerbread. Always? I think it's great. Yeah, pretty much. Like ginger snaps. I don't get them very frequently, mm -hmm. like, but if they're there, I'm going to get it. I'm going to enjoy it. What I don't like is gingerbread houses. Um, I don't dislike them. I'm not a monster. It's cute. <laughs> I don't, but I'm not like, oh, yeah, I get to make a gingerbread house. It's like, uh, give me the stuff I can eat or um, I'll, or Legos. That's, that's it. That's I mean, it. That's, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Will really gets in the spirit, as you can tell, this live trees and uh, hate of gingerbread houses. Heck yeah. Um, I don't know if you've seen it, but they have competition shows where they do these crazy gingerbread houses. Those are very cool. I, they're amazing. Another place that has really cool gingerbread houses is Disney. Do they have like a craft station where you can make them? Or is this just like for their own decorations they do big? I think that this is more for decoration. I'm sure there's like something where it could be like a kid's camp where you can do this somewhere. Because Disney has hidden things everywhere. So yeah, that makes sense. So it wouldn't surprise me if they did. But like if you <laughs> I will say though, if I was a parent and I was like, I'm 
we're going to Disneyland. And the kid's like, I want to make a gingerbread house. I'm like, what? We can do that at home. Yeah, I'd be like, child, I've spent so much money. Enjoy- <laughs> you will enjoy Disney. Um, there's uh-huh. there. So at the resorts, though, they have uh, gingerbreads in all of these different places. So at the Grand Floridian, uh, you just walk in and immediately smells like gingerbread. And it's because there's this just massive gingerbread house in the middle of it. Um, it it is said that they're about 14 feet tall, and it takes about 560 hours to complete them. Wow, that's a that's pretty wild. 560 hours. That's yeah. That's math. I wonder how many people are working on that at a time, though. Well, something we'll get into a little later, but they do have teams of people who like just focus on this kind of stuff, or that they just hire for the holidays. Because um, there's an, there's more than just that one. Um, at the Contemporary, they're also doing, you know, they always have a gingerbread house as well. Um, last year, they had a Cinderella Castle display. Um, and that was also this, like, huge, giant gingerbread castle. I guess it's not even a house. Um, and it supposedly was crafted in the same style as the Mary Blair mosaic that can be found at the atrium. Oh, cool. Our girl, Mary Blair. I'm Mary Blair. I was like, who is that? Oh, right. I remember. You Mary remember. Blair. I'm, learning, I'm learning slowly. <laughs> um, all right. So let's, we, we, we passed the hotels. Let's get into the parks. Okay. Well, first you have to wait in a really long line and go through security. Always. <laughs> um, but now we are in the park. Before you even enter, when you're, you, you look up and you see that train station and, um, you know, the floral Mickey. Mm-hmm. Um, there's going to be a bunch of small little Christmas trees uh, in the flower bed. It's just setting the tone for this very magical winter wonderland, even though you're in Florida. It's kind of you get the best of both worlds. You don't have to be bundled up into a million and a half layers to stay warm, but you still get to feel like it's Christmas. <laughs> Are they doing like the snow effects on the trees to make it look like it's a winter wonderland-ish? Or is it more just like, you're in Florida and we have trees? I think you get a little bit of both throughout the I park that if you don't yeah. i think yeah i think you get a little bit of both throughout the park you do get a snow effect sometimes on main street okay i, lo- I love the snow effect that's the reason i asked i love the snowy aesthetic i can deal without being too cold but i do love snow capped things that's uh very cute and uh it's very much my vibe i do too let's be cozy inside while it's snowy outside oh it's just so magical uh, as you go through, you enter like the Main Street Town Square, and there's going to be some toy soldiers. And then the biggest thing that you just can't miss, it is ginormous, is a 65-foot Christmas tree. 65 feet? Well, I've also heard 70. So 70 feet? 70 feet. And uh, it's the centerpiece of the Main Street. Uh, all, of the decor- all of the decorations on the tree are custom, um, and they look like these old-fashioned ornaments and you have like the popcorn garland and you know it's it it is custom just for there that they don't do the same thing everywhere so like the disneyland one is not going to look the same as the disney world Mm, that makes sense that's cool i wonder what it would uh you know what i think would be cool is to be able to like add an ornament wouldn't that be neat oh that would be so cool i bet there's some world where you could pay like it's like 500 dollars and you can put your custom ornament on the tree and people will do it yeah, well, I don't want to do that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> um, something I thought was interesting while we're talking like about the decorations before we get into what these decorations are is that there is a team called Holiday Services that is just there to provide the decor for almost 800 locations across Walt Disney World, the Disney Cruise Line, the Disney Vacation Club Resorts, and that is their year-round job. And the team can usually consist of 41 cast members who work year-round. And then come the holiday season, about 90 additional people who help uh, with all the decorations and stuff. A show or a documentary about that team is something that I'd like to see on Disney+. Plus. I think that'd be cool. Oh, me um, too. Who are the kind of people that have this as their kind of full-time gig? Like, what I, I imagine that they are all like my Aunt Sally. Um, <laughs> who had, or, like, or like your mom, um, who can like... Be like, oh, there's a shrub bush uh, tree. I've got a bow for it. Now it's perfect. Um, yeah. Like, I think that'd be super fun to, to, to get to meet those people, but also only in like an hour and a half chunk. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I think that would be really cool. I yeah. I wonder what it's like to work in the holiday season year round. You know, part of what makes it so magical for me is that it 
it comes once a year and I look forward to it and you know I, would I get tired of the decorations I mean this is kind of like the Grinch story too <laughs> like yeah oh for sure do you get tired of this if it's a year-round situation I, it's a good question I bet those 41 people don't I I want to know them <laughs> we'll see if we we should see if we can find anyone get them on the, <gasps> that would be get them on for next year maybe yeah that would be so cool um they do amazing work uh down main street you get to see it's very old timey it matches the vibe of main street sure so it's what do you what do you mean by that so the there's gonna be a bunch of garland and wreaths and they all have fruit uh in them and they're not too they aren't too Christmassy. I mean it's definitely Christmassy, but like it's not like you got a bunch of like Santas and like Jesus. There's no Jesuses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, make, I mean I guess that kind of makes sense. <laughs> um and you can like look into the windows at all of the different shops and there's gonna be um different Oh, you're making you're making like a uh, kind of a rectangle shape with your fingers. Yeah, and I don't know what that's supposed to mean. You're just supposed to know what I mean all the time. Um, <laughs> I, do, I try my best to not. I'll be completely honest. Uh, um, it's all of these displays in the storefront windows of different holiday scenes. Um, one of them tells the classic tale of the 1980s Mickey's Christmas Carol. Mm, okay. Um, so you got a lot of. Uh, is the 1980s classic uh, Mickey's Christmas Carol also based off of the Christmas Carol? Yes. Okay, so it's not really the 1980s classic Mickey's Christmas Carol. Well, it's just like an adaptation of it. Well, yes, but this one is the classic Mickey's. <laughs> okay, okay. Mickey Mouse is the star. Um, sure. <laughs> the Magic Kingdom um, is decked out with 590 garlands and nearly 150 wreaths. I wonder how much, how many feet of garland that is. Oh my god, I can't imagine. Because there's 590 garlands. Uh, how much is an individual one? I don't know. Um, that is. Do you like garland? Is that a thing that you put oh, on the tree? Oh, we have got. Well, not on the tree, but we have garland like all over our house, everywhere. Gotcha. And all of those those numbers are just for Main Street. We got, you Oh know, wow! That, Even more wild yeah that's okay that's not even the rest of magic kingdom that's just as we were walking down main street and they kind of try to change the vibe of the decoration the holiday decorations depending on what part of the park you're in so like main street has that very classic um old timey feel where santa's enjoying a coke with a polar bear kind of feel i think <clears throat> i think even older okay okay um, and then Tomorrowland is more like, you know, century, like post-century modern, um, like very silvery. Um, so like the white white tree we have here might fit in with the, yes. the Tomorrowland. Okay. You're, you're living in Tomorrowland. My family's over Heck here yeah. on Main Street. You know, we're living sure. all the holiday seasons. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> so as you're walking down Main Street. We're getting to the most beautiful, wonderful Christmas spectacular of all. The McAllister's house. <laughs> yes, they, they remove Cinderella's castle and they put in the McAllister house just for the holiday season. Yeah. And you get to go in and try to steal Kevin's toys. Uh, Sounds fun. I That's actually like not a terrible idea, even though it is. Um, so... You do not see the McAllister house. You see Cinderella's castle, which is always a spectacle, always something beautiful to see. But the holidays, oh, it, it's, it really does, like, make you feel like magic exists. That's how I feel. Okay, cool. I mean, why, how? What's, what, what, what do they do that makes you feel that way? It comes in two magical parts. During the daytime, the castle looks pretty standard, but there's a stage in front of the castle, and that's all decorated with different seasonal decorations. And there's a show sure. called Mickey's Royal Friendship Fair. And that's fair with an E at the end. Yes, because it's old-timey. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they perform multiple times throughout the day. And it's going to be seasonal depending. Like, they, they always have a show, but depending on the season, are 
there's going to be different characters. So, mm-hmm. of course, this time you have your regular, like, Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Goofy. But then we have Anna and Elsa and Olaf and Rapunzel and Tiana. Um, and it's going to be a little holiday spirit. A little more. That's fun. Yeah. And that's something exciting. Like, even when you're entering and that's happening, you're like, oh, cool. Like. I'm not used to seeing Elsa up there. I mean, part of this is like, you know, I was thinking like as I'm going in here, it's Disney, it's Christmas or it's holiday. Uh, it's Disney, it's holiday stuff. Am I going to see a lot of Frozen? Um, and Now you are. <laughs> now I am, obviously. Uh, but it's also not the Frozen rebranding of the park. Right. So one of the things that you're saying and one of the things that we're seeing is like with the main street, it's not it's not like you're just going to be walking through uh, the Frozen movie. It's like there are these classic stuff, too. And so I think that even makes sense there. You're getting a different version of the Friendship Fair just with some holiday cheer added in there. Yeah. Well, since we're on Elsa, I'll go ahead. The nighttime is, I think, one of the most beautiful things you can see. Uh, Excuse me. Besides uh, Will Lentz. <laughs> I was gonna say the Grand Canyon, but sure, we're gonna go with Will Lentz instead. Oh, yeah, I was thinking like uh, for a second, I was like the Aurora Borealis seems like it would be very oh, beautiful I... too, and then I was like, but wait, I can see me on screen right now. That's obviously <laughs> it's obviously me. Um, yeah. The the castle lights up with over two hundred thousand LED lights. It's these custom net overlays that go on top of the castle, and it. They make sure that not a single light bulb is out. They It's tested every year to ensure that they're going to be perfect. And the way that they now have this set up is that Queen Elsa will come out and she does a little show to illuminate the castle. I'm looking at some pictures now and it looks beautiful. I'm sure there's probably like uh, some videos online of Elsa lighting it up, which sounds awesome too. I haven't seen that yet, but if there are, we'll throw them in the show notes because... It just, it does seem like a very cool Oh, it's gorgeous. Performance. Um, it happens a couple times. So if you don't make it um, to the show show, then one, it's going to be lit up all night, which is wonderful. And then I think there's like a couple times where she might do it, um, whether it's for the Mickey party um, or the comeback the next day. And does that replace kind of, does that, does that show kind of replace like the fireworks? No, 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 no. This is just like a quick moment. Kind of. Oh, okay. Kind of how, um, if you think about uh, Cars Land and how as the sun goes down, they do the lighting um, of the strip and they have, you know, the music playing and all the lights come on. It's kind of the same thing. It's just a little extra detail that Disney gave instead of just turning the lights on. I guess that makes sense. How are you going to do it? We don't want to just flip a switch. like. Yeah. Um, on the back of the castle, there's going to be some more holiday garland, and that adds a very beautiful touch, and it's, you know, intricate, and it, it goes more in line with what you're experiencing in Fantasyland. Um, still has the lights, obviously, but you have more garland and stuff on the back. And then on the front, um, ugh, it's just, I wish I had better words to describe how it makes me feel. Um, it makes me feel all the corniness in the world. And Yes. Try it. Try to describe it? Yeah. I feel like when I'm in the park and I look at this castle with the dream lights, that's what they're called, um, I always will take a deep breath and have a sense of relief. And like no matter what's going on in the rest of my life, in the rest of the world, in this very moment, everything feels like it's going to be okay. That's great. I... It's so strange to stare at this like man-made object and feel that way, but it's it's how it makes me feel. I think it is absolutely stunning. Um, they started doing this in 2007, and I don't even remember what they did before then, and I don't care. This is better. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it looks gorgeous. I'm sure it could it could feel very overwhelming in that way, um, emotionally overwhelming, not in a bad way. Yeah. Uh, to watch, I think that'd be cool. I uh, obviously, it's a bummer that now. You know, this year when you could really use that kind of stuff, uh, it's not not able to go. But I know. I if I find a good 4K video on YouTube, I'll send it to you. Oh, there you go. There's your Christmas present. As as Elsa lights it before, yeah. actually before Elsa lit it, um, before 2014, it was a show called Cinderella's Holiday Wish, and that would in- oh, okay. that include um, the Fab Five characters that had Fairy Godmother. 
uh, magically bring the lights to life. So they, they've always done like a little pre-show to bring the lights to life. They never just like flip the switch and they're like, yeah, here you go. That, that's like a universal <laughs> that, move. <laughs> to be fair, I think I would like that as the, uh, as the pre-show sometimes. Yeah. It's just like, uh, it's like Jan. Who's like, oh, I gotta go. I forgot to turn the lights on. I gotta go do it. <laughs> Who's Jan? I don't know. I want to know more about her. <laughs> oh, I thought of like Jan from The Office. That was my. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, that was my assumption. Candles by Jan. I almost, I feel like I'm going to sound like I'm now downplaying the rest of the decorations, but I promise I'm not. Um, <laughs> the castle is just the most grand spectacle of the park. And it's what it's, you know, it's what they're driving you to. Yeah, so. it's supposed to be. Um, I would. I wonder if anyone's like, I hate the castle during the holidays, but I love, you know, Liberty Square decorations. Those are the best. <laughs> um, the Liberty. Squ- what are they? What are the Liberty Square decorations? So maybe that's me. Well, Liberty Square is already like they have a year-round Christmas shop, mm. so you already feel like there's already an element of it where the holiday season's kind of always there. Um, but they, they go ahead and they add more. And nothing crazy, just little touches here and there of the garland, um, kind of mimicking Main Street, but a little different. And that, you know, that's that's like a nice little spot. They make sure that, sure. Every, like, you know, I said a little bit ago, um, Tomorrowland has the more modern. This has uh, a little more classic. And then there's one, you know, they make that throughout the park. Each section feels like it matches where we are. There's a little part that often people overlook but seems awesome. And to be honest, I think this is something I've probably overlooked because I was trying to think of it and I couldn't. But there's a candy cane garden. Okay. And so... I love peppermint. I know. You belong in here. My dad is really... My dad loves elf. And so in our front yard, we have the candy cane forest. And then we have the swirly girly... The swirly turly... The swirly turly... Swirly... Try it. The swirly twirly, twirly, the swirly twirly gumdrops. I'm leaving all of that in. Oh, God. (laughs) And then you get to the Lincoln Tunnel, and then we have, like, a Santa that moves um, with his reindeer and uh, New York City. We have, like, a big old display. Um, I saw that they used to have Santa there, right? Like, you could go, like, like, a Santa that you could go visit, but they don't do that anymore. Uh, yeah, I was a little confused because I do think there is a Santa somewhere, like a character meet and greet where you go meet Santa, mm-hmm. maybe not out and about waving, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure there is. I mean, I know there's one at Disneyland. Um, yeah, that's he, interesting. Yeah, he hangs out in Grand California. Grand, no, he doesn't. He hangs out in um, California Adventure. Wow, it's been so long. I called it Grand California. <laughs> I'll be honest. Yeah. You know, there's just it's just happening more and more frequently these days where it's like it's been eight months since I've had a normal life. I forgot what Postmates looks like oh. or whatever. I, don't know. <laughs> I trust me. I feel you. Um, I, I forgot how to go out to be social and normal. I definitely forgotten that. I only talk to Will on a screen now. Um, <laughs> but back to this candy cane forest uh, or candy cane garden. Um, it's immediately on your left when you're passing the, the train station on Main Street. And it's just this, like, adorable little area that is all red and white candy cane stripes. Um, and then Santa himself would be there to greet people, but he's not there anymore. Um, I do think he's somewhere, though. But apparently it's still really cute and, like, a great place for your Instagram pictures. I mean, Santa's a busy guy these days, you know? There's uh, over 7 billion people in the world at this point. He's got, he probably doesn't have time to hang out in the Magic Kingdom as much as he used to. I feel like he knows how to stop time because he somehow manages to do it sometimes. But you're right. He is very busy. Do you like candy canes? Can you have them? I used to be able to. I haven't had one in years because they're pretty much just like corn syrup. But I love peppermint everything. I yeah. I mean, I love gum. So <laughs> like, <laughs> That's so sad. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love peppermint everything. I mean, I love gum. <laughs> Oh, you can't have candy. Well, uh, fortunately, I don't know how much of it you can eat. There's also a lot of different types of food in, uh, like for, that are kind of holiday-themed specific. So like, speaking of candy canes, what else do we got? Oh, my God. There's so much goodness. This is part of the reason. Just the food alone is why we had to stick to Main Street because we are not about to get into any of the like 
holiday celebration foods that go on in like Epcot or like, you know, the California Adventure, anything like that. We're focusing sure. just on the food at Magic Kingdom. Right. Some stuff uh, is available during the day for everybody. They do have a special uh, evening party, just like how we talked about Oogie Boogie um, or Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween. There's a Mickey's Very Merry Christmas party. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, and, but we'll try and talk about some of the foods that are available to all guests all the time. So there is an Olaf's frozen hot chocolate cake. It's super cute. Uh, it looks like Olaf's kind of like floating along. Um, and there is some chocolate crispy pearls, a chocolate panna cotta, and marshmallow fluff. And then on the bottom is a gluten-free uh, chocolate cake. If you look at it, it looks like mostly panna cotta and marshmallow fluff, not really any cake. <laughs> I mean, that sounds amazing to me. That like I, I wanted to highlight that one specifically because that's the one I'm like, that's what I would like. Although, do you love marshmallow fluff? I like marshmallow fluff. Here's the thing. Looking at the stuff that you listed here, that's my favorite thing, looking thing on the uh, on the menu. It it looks delicious. Something, you know, they have things, like they had a cinnamon roll. I'm so about cinnamon rolls. Um, there's a gingerbread sundae. It's a gingerbread soft bread sundae uh, with whipped cream, gingerbread pieces, and a Minnie Mouse waffle topper. That looks and sounds delicious to me. Uh, which one of these, uh, which one of the things are you going to try and make for our competition? Ooh. The one that would be easiest is the Santa Mickey Waffle Sundae, which is a red velvet waffle topped with mint chip ice cream, seasonal sprinkles, chocolate sauce, and peppermint powder. That one looked the least appetizing to me. Uh, yeah, it does sound the easiest. So I feel like we can't pick that one. Yeah. Well, we don't have to figure it out right now. Yes, we do. We must. Well, I think uh, I think we should leave ourselves open to inspiration as well. Okay, maybe we get inspired by these. Yeah, I do think that the Christmas churros, um, which it sounds like are churros that are topped with red and green sprinkles. Hey, <laughs> a churro that, is a churro. You cannot yeah, no, go wrong. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that is one I would definitely try, but one also I wouldn't be super impressed with. I think that there is a peppermint churro sometimes. Uh, at least okay. at Disneyland, I think. Yeah, yeah, sure. um, I yeah, all of these like desserts look so good. I there's such artists at Disney. All of the you know the bakers there, the pastry chefs. The, it's everything looks amazing. Absolutely, a lot of a lot of what we're talking about here are treats though. Like, is there any like special like holiday meals or dinners or types of stuff that they do there? Because I mean, if I'm gonna go, it'd be great to not just eat sugar and. Well, yeah, I mean, you could. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I'd be happy with that, but, you know. Um, yes, and my family actually has done it. So, oh, cool. Um, at Be Our Guest, which is the Beauty and the Beast restaurant that they um, built, a, I want to say a couple years ago. It's probably been longer than that at this point. Um, and you, you're dining in the um, in Beast Castle. And we went during Thanksgiving, so we were able to do the Bell's Enchanted Christmas um, which oh, cool. is the holiday overlay of the Be Our Guest restaurant. Um, there's gonna, there was um, holiday decorations everywhere. There were uh, big holiday trees, um, and then it features the movie's characters in a stained glass motif. Um, and then they're gonna see like snowflakes fall um, outside of the grand windows, which is. We kind of sat up against that window, so it, it set the scene of, like, you're surrounded by, like, these trees, and then um, it looks like snow is outside, and even though it's 75 and sunny, you feel like you're in a winter wonderland. Cool. I like <clears> it. <throat> uh, also, it opened in 2020, or 2012. Opened in 2012, so that's, you know, a few years ago, but not not so much ago that you should feel ridiculous for it, saying it, a few years. It feels like it wasn't that long ago, but I think it's probably because I... That was the first time that my family and I had been was getting to experience that. And it yeah. was it was awesome. It was a really great experience. That sounds like a great thing to do. It is hard to get reservations. So if this is something you and your family want to do, make sure that this is one of the first things that you look into um, as you are planning your trip, whether it's the holidays or not. It's a really hard restaurant to get a reservation to, but I think it's worth it. That sounds like it would be a fun part of the whole experience. Yeah. For me, um, 
getting to experience Be Our Guest was amazing, but that's a very rare time for me that I can eat <laughs> uh, a lot of the, yeah. the wonderful Disney uh-huh. treats. I could eat their dessert, and I was like, are you sure? And they're like, yeah, it was, oh my God, it was delicious. Um, but for me, one of the things that I really look forward to and look forward to in the Halloween time and then the holiday seasons is the ride overlays. Yeah, I always think that that's really cool. We talked a little bit on the Halloween thing. I am a big fan of like different takes on something you're familiar with. And so, yeah, I think it's really cool. I love I love when they do that kind of stuff. I don't really know what the what kind of rides they overlay on here though. So like uh, lay it on me. So there's a few smaller ones um or ones that are only available during Mickey's very Christmas party. Um so you have Space Mountain, Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor, and Tomorrowland Speedway, those are only available during Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. Um, the overlay is only available or the yes, ride is only available? The overlay. Okay. I'm cool with that. I was like, if I don't go to the party, I still want to go on Space Mountain. Yeah. I think it's cool, though, that like they only make it – I mean, I don't know how they transfer it that fast, but you know, during the day, it's just regular Space Mountain. At night, you're going to have holiday music. You're going to have colored lights. They can feel a little stroby, though, so be a little careful. Um, the Mad Tea Party – different colored lights and different music. Um, the Tomorrowland Speedway has different decorations that you can see during the day, but at night there's lots of lights um, and the decorations do things. So um, apparently that's amazing. I haven't gotten, I haven't been to Mickey's Very Merry Christmas. So um, I did get to look it up and it made me very jealous. <laughs> uh, it looks really cool. And then the Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor. We, I can't wait to do an episode on that because I love it. It is all the corniness. Um, so the monsters are on the stage and actors are voicing these monsters um, or these monsters are talking to you. And um, they make it, though, instead of it being a Monsters Inc. themed, it's still in that world, but it's all holiday themed. So they go over, like, what are the traditional, you know, human holiday things? And then they, of course, mess them up. And sure. it's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the biggest one. Classic Monsters Inc. Humor. Classic. Um, the biggest one that I freaking love is the Jingle Cruise. Jingle Cruise. Throwback to our first episode. Yes. Wow. That was our first one. We've come so far. We have. I love. Well, I love Jungle Cruise because I love all the corny jokes. So now we get to, instead of just having our Jungle Cruise, they've decided that the Skippers uh, are going to bring us on a holiday adventure in Jingle Cruise. Yeah, I like it. I uh, And that that is one of those ones that you can find online uh, and you can ride through it as well. In fact, I sent you a link to one uh, before we started and it was particularly interesting because it was a 2020 version of it so everyone in the park was wearing masks and there's um, like plexiglass in between everyone it's wild yeah. to see yeah yeah but at least like encouraging safety precautions so that's great yes it it did look safe um it didn't look quite as disney magical experience as uh, i'm used to <laughs> yeah absolutely uh, um so this is a interesting this is something that is available outside of the the uh, very merry christmas party so this kind of started, um, it's very tacky, uh, very cheap, um, and it kind of- Just like the ride itself. <laughs> I don't think the ride started as cheap, but I think it started as just like a couple little things and more about the uh, skippers having to really change the narrative there uh, with the corny holiday jokes. So the Jingle Cruise debuted in 2013, and it opened at Magic Kingdom in November 8th, and Disneyland, November 12th. I'll be honest, I don't remember ever riding this at at Disneyland. Huh. I only remember it being at Disney World. And so I always, like, until looking up more about Jingle Cruise, I was like, oh, well, it's just a thing specific to Magic Kingdom. Just like the Haunted Mansion, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas is specific to Disneyland. Uh, one thing that I actually thought was kind of cool is that, like, Disneyland had a little, and correct me if I'm wrong, Disneyland had a little bit more of, like, a story behind why it was Jingle Cruise now. I think it was, like, um, it's, uh, some train, like, a plane dropped some decorations on accident or whatever, and the animals kind of got into them, and uh, and now it's like, oh, here, that, there's fruitcake here, and these <laughs> animals like it, and these animals don't. And uh, it is obviously, like, a very, very loose narrative, but it is, like, 
uh, an explanation, I suppose, as to why it is now the Jingle Cruise. Right. Like, it's not completely uh, just, here are decorations, and now we make puns. Right. Which is more so, I think, of what the Magic Kingdom is, right? I, there, yeah. I just like the puns. So if there is a storyline, uh, I missed it. Um, one of the things that I love, it says uh, about the Disneyland one, is that Cobras have discovered something much more poisonous than them, fruitcake. <laughs> yeah, I highlighted that one. That's so it. funny. Speaking of classic humor like that, uh, from the video that I watched, I, I, I pulled a couple skipper jokes. Um, one is, uh, I just want to make sure that we're going to, I just wanted to make sure to warn you about the Feliz Navidad. Uh, it can be very itchy this time of year. So it's not Feliz Navidad, it's Fleas. Fleas, um, yes. As at one point as you're going around a bend, uh, you see a big boa constrictor that's inside a tree. Uh, that's not inside a tree, but it's going around a tree. And it says, it looks like somebody's going to get a big tree for Christmas. It's already wrapped up in a big boa. Hey! Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And there's just uh, more more of that quality humor that you can uh, you can see on the Jingle Cruise. I love it. I just like the corniness. It's like it's an extra layer of corny. It's like Jungle Cruise is already super corny. And just, you know, 10 minutes of dad jokes. On top of that now, we've added holiday jokes. So it's even more ridiculous. <laughs> A new way to, to, to appreciate the same, uh, to appreciate the same kind of ride. Yeah. Um, and basically gives your, gives your skippers more material to work with. Uh, I'm, I'm, in, I'm a fan of it. Me too. Even though I don't remember them keeping it at Disneyland, I hope that I just somehow missed it. Like, just forgot? I don't know. <laughs> sure. Sure. So yeah, there's not that much more on the Jingle Cruise. It's just kind of a fun overlay. But I was able to find a Yelp review. On Jingle Cruise? Yeah. Oh, was. yes. It's kind of tough. There's not a Jingle Cruise page, but there are people that have talked about Jingle Cruise in their uh, Yelp reviews of Jungle Cruise. Oh, okay. So, this is from Peter M., uh, from Eustis, Florida. Uh, three stars for Jungle Cruise, the attraction itself. Um, it has been updated with his thoughts on Jingle Cruise. Just as an update, I've seen some uncomplimentary remarks in reviews about the Jingle Cruise, the holiday version of this ride, that it is just a cheap overlay. Well, yes. They made it a surface update for the holidays. It makes it look like cast members sneaked in at night and added holiday decorations <laughs> here and there and everywhere, like giggling Christmas vandals. I think it is better for being done that way rather than an expensive, fancy upgrade. It's a sort of hokey ride, so adding hokey holiday updates makes sense. Get over yourself, Scrooge McReview. <laughs> yes! Scro Thanks, Peter. Yeah, Peter, I am with you. I like Peter. Yeah, he's a good guy. Seems like a good guy. Yeah. He's got a cool hat in his picture. Uh, he knows what's we're up. Fa we're fans of Peter. Peter, if you're interested in coming on the podcast, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> Review more rides. Get those Scrooge <laughs> McViewers out of here. Heck yeah. <laughs> um, I, I I said earlier that that was a ride that you can ride uh, at any time. There's the rides you can't ride all the time, and that's because of Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. Yeah. Uh, so tell me, tell me about this one. So it's again just like the Oogie Boogie or the um, Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween. You pay an additional fee to get into the park after the park is closed. Usually the park closes at six. This party will start at seven, and um, the price varies depending on how close you get to Christmas or as close you get to uh, Thanksgiving. Um, it's usually a little pricier around those holidays. Um, it starts like early November. Um, and then goes through the holiday season. Um, but I have not gotten to experience this. Did lots of research on it. Um, watched a lot of videos. Seems awesome. Because just like the other um, parties, there's going to be less crowds. Granted, it's still like a pretty big crowd. So depending on what you're interested in, you might have to wait for those special events. Um, right. But... You're going to have a little bit more of just uh, a private park to yourself. There's going to be treats that are only available then. But something that I think is interesting is that there's also special dining options, but they all, they all cost more. So on top of your fee of getting in for the Very Merry Christmas Party, you can also pay to um, have either a dinner experience, which is a Mickey's Very Merry uh, Christmas Party dinner, or there's dessert parties, 
Um, and the dessert parties would allow you to have special seating during the fireworks show. So uh, that's like 100, you know, 89, 79, like very expensive. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that. Yeah, I'm like, if I've already spent money to go into the park, I probably don't want to spend an additional to sit and eat. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure that yeah. everything is great, but a lot of the, especially the desserts, are just smaller versions of some of the specialty treats that you can get around the park during this time, like during the Christmas party already. That makes sense. I think it's cool to have like the the private kind of, not private, but I think it's cool to have like a reduced crowd in the park. That, that obviously is an appealing thing to me. Um, but are they also doing other like kind of bigger events or like, I know I saw something about like character meet and greets, maybe like, I don't know if that's, uh, if there's more characters out than normal. I kind of remember that the villains were out. Uh, yeah, you're going to you're gonna get special characters. So like you might have Peter Pan dressed up in winter attire. You know, you'll have your classic okay. characters dressed up. You will have Santa Claus. Okay, um, so that's what he is. He's, he's 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 not in the park. He's just there for the people that pay extra money. Exactly. <laughs> um, you have Jack Skellington and Sally, but Jack Skellington is Sandy Claus. Great. Um, and that usually has a long line. So you have these cool characters. Um, some of them are going to be characters that you get other times, um, like I think Anna and Elsa. But um, but a lot of these characters are special. And then um, you have. Um, a couple different dance parties throughout the park. Um, Club Tinsel being, you know, kind of the big one. You're going to have reindeers dancing around you, uh, mostly for kids. Um, got some holiday music that you can just jam out to. But something that I like, and I like to, you know, that I like about all of these parties is that the music playing throughout the parks is going to be different. So that kind of just gives you a different feel in general. I mean, yeah, it seems fun. Yeah. Um, I don't know. To me, the Oogie Boogie one sounds uh, more more fun and more up my alley than this particular one. Seems like you can get a lot of the holiday feel throughout the park, regardless. Uh, but if I, you know, if I took my family and you know we went once a year and this was kind of the one time that we could go, then it seems like it'd be a cool addition. Right. But you're, you've you've never done it, like not with your like super Disney obsessed. <laughs> no, we haven't. We um, we usually just plan if we're there during. Um, during one of the events, that's just the day we don't go to Magic Kingdom <laughs> since it closes sense. early. Um, there's a parade called Once Upon a Christmas Time Parade, and that's super cool. Um, during Usually it is only available during this event. During the week of Christmas to New Year's, I think just that one week, it is a day parade at Magic Kingdom. But oh, that's it. That's the only other time it's available um, to watch. And there's two different um, times you can see the parade. There's only one time, though, you can see Minnie's wonderful Christmas time fireworks show. Okay. Uh, so the only one time, like, in the entire year? Well, once a night per... Uh... Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> I got really excited for a second. I know. That was, like, something very exclusive. God, can you imagine? <laughs> um, this was designed just for this event. Um, it happens at 10 o'clock, and uh, it's, it's a... It's new as of last year was this Minnie Mouse. Mm. I mean, you never get to hear Minnie Mouse host something. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I actually haven't seen very much of Minnie Mouse lately. Uh, yeah. Where's she, what's she been doing? Yeah. Let's lift her up. Come on. Yeah. So that's exciting that you get to see that. That is just for um, people who have gone to the event. There are other holiday fireworks shows because there's fireworks shows every night um, at Magic Kingdom, except for during COVID. <laughs> Uh, but usually there is. Um, there's going to be a Happily Ever After fireworks show. Um, there was a Holiday Wishes fireworks show. Um, look, Disney's so good at fireworks. No matter what, you're going to have these great fireworks shows. But something that they do on either holidays or special events like this is instead of just the fireworks being behind the castle and the castle kind of being the centerpiece, it's going to be more 360. So you're going to get an experience you can get an experience from any you know place in the park. Like I've been there for Fourth of July, and I'll stay um, over in Tomorrowland. Less crowds, but still an amazing firework display. One of my favorite like kind of things to do on the Fourth of July used to be in in LA. I had a, a uh, roof access at my apartment complex, and you get up there, and it was not quite three hundred and sixty, but you could just look out and see fireworks show 
it's all across. Oh the, yeah, uh, all across the city. So you're seeing it, you know, almost in a full 360 on the different areas, and it's just like they only go up like two or three inches on the horizon because they're so far away. But you can just it's just an entire sky of it. Um, so I love that you can kind of get that feeling um, at the Magic Kingdom with this too. Yeah, me too. The fireworks are my favorite. Uh, it it really uh, that with the beautiful lights of the castle it just really feels like the holidays it feels magical you feel like you feel like you're experiencing something special well that's great yeah so those are great experiences obviously uh, the the fireworks is how I like to end outside of my shopping usually I'm gonna do some merch shopping there is special shopping for um, for that but have you ever heard of the Osborne family spectacle of dancing lights? I have not. So this was in Hollywood Studios. And before light shows at people's houses became like as crazy as they are, they kind of started with this family, um, the Osborne family. And they decorated um, their house and they did it to music. Um, I think that the, the first big one or the one that I remember is like to a Mannheim steamroller song. Oh, I've seen that. Okay. So this family, I feel like, started this crazy, you know, tradition of these, you know, very intense light shows on people's homes. I'm sure other people did it, but this was the first of my knowledge of it. Um, Disney was like, wow, that's brilliant. We want you to come do it at Hollywood Studios. So when you would go down, I, 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 we could talk about this in a lot more detail and I would like to, but when you would go back um, towards like the studio backlot tour, like that area where it was all these streets, you know, you had the Hollywood streets and in San Francisco and all that kind of stuff that looks like uh, like you're on a movie set. They decorated all of that um, with the Osborne family and lit, I mean, every inch of the buildings is covered in lights. That's awesome. And you would, I mean, that's the dream, right? Is to it's do a, so... Do something that you're really excited about, and then people are like, oh, that's awesome. Here, come do this. Exactly. Place. And like, out of all places, Disney. Um, so you would go in, and the lights would periodically, let's say like every like 10, 15 minutes, I'm not sure, um, would do dance light shows around you. And then oh, it, would be, awesome. it would be snowing. And That sounds like uh, one of the things that I would really enjoy. Oh. Is that... Um, is that specific to the? It's not specific to the party thing, right? No, that was at Hollywood Studios. Um, gotcha. They closed it in 2016 when they got rid of that whole area and built Star Wars and all that kind of stuff. So uh, I know I, it really bumps me out because that was one of my favorite things. Oh, that's too bad. That sounds really cool. Yeah, um, we'd always make the time to go back there and, and spend a good amount of time back there. So I'd, we'll talk about it more, but I at least wanted to give you that little magical treat. Cool. So we always kind of end this out uh, asking a few normal questions. Uh, the one I really wanted to hit on today uh, was, is there anything that you would change? Uh, anything that you would want to add or take away or adjust a little bit um, for the holiday at the Magic Kingdom? Hmm, at Magic Kingdom specifically. I guess so, because that's what we're talking about, right? Yes. Um, I don't know. Do you have one? I do, and it's a good one. Um, I am going to say what we need to do is we need to take the rock and roller coaster out of Hollywood Studios, put it in the Magic Kingdom so I can make this update. Okay. And it will be the rock and around the Christmas tree roller coaster. Oh, my uh, God. And instead of going down, uh, I mean, obviously, okay, well, if you want to just take the easy way out you have Aerosmith get back together and make like a Christmas album and then they like play those songs instead of the normal ones but what I would really like for it to be is like uh it's a roller coaster molded around a tree and you're like uh, on a train track of garland and you're like going through and stuff like that I think that'd be fun I like that you're like if they want to take the easy route ray out even though they've already removed the roller coaster from one park put it in another park <laughs> I'm glad you got my joke yes um <laughs> amazing that that would be really fun i just thought of it i would have the spectacle of dancing lights in some capacity um sure. down main street that'd be cool yeah i like it i want that seems more feasible than mine but uh <laughs> less catchy yeah you know true true yours is would be quite the experience i have not been um but i would be really curious well i guess i went last year at disneyland I'm trying to remember if they did anything holiday like in Galaxy's Edge. 
I don't know. That could be, you know, what is what is the holiday season look like on Batu? You know, that would be cool too. That would open a whole nother world of questions for me about Star Wars. Oh yeah, yeah, that's for <laughs> that's for another time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. As we close out this episode, I just want uh, to wish everyone a very happy holiday season. I hope that you're filled with lots of magic, especially this year. Um, Make sure to safely um, give lots of love to your loved ones um, and keep the magic alive in your life. Write someone a letter. I love letters. That's a thing that we can do still. Yes. um, That's like one of my favorite things, actually. I love like mailed letters yeah and uh in that letter tell your friends about slice of disney yeah um we tell you every week but if you're feeling um extra uh, magical this year please make sure to share with your friends and uh, rate review subscribe um all of the ratings and reviews really really help us um and so that would be a wonderful holiday present (laughs) Yeah, and if you want to reach out um, and say hello, uh, wish happy holidays, um, or just connect with us and uh, maybe have some show ideas um, or things you want to hear more of or things that, or, that you really enjoyed, uh, you can do that. It's Slice of Disney on Facebook and Instagram, Slice underscore of underscore Disney on Twitter. Or you can email us at sliceofdisneypod at gmail.com. And have a happy holiday, everybody. Have a happy holiday. Goodbye. Okay,